an excerpt from Jump by Kylie Minogue. If I'm hurt, let me feel it. If I'm sad, let the tears run. If I'm stupid, let me be that way. And if I'm bored, let me show it. And if I'm bad, let me be it. If I'm sure, let me have my say. I have dread and fear and light and laughter. I know there is an ever after. I'm eager and ready. It only hurts sometimes. I run to the future and jump. I have come to slay you, dragon! Oh, then this is an easy decision. He's well aware that he's the only one that she cares about. Can I just jump off? Okay, why the hell did Pan just jump like that? It was cool. I can go ask him? Wait. Can I still see him? Hi! Uh, not a good time. Why'd you do that? But she wants me dead. I'll survive somehow. And that's at the point where she catches up with you also and is going to be swinging a sword at the both of you. What do you do? It just cut through metal like butter. So how do you feel about your odds? I'm gonna get small so she misses. Uh, roll to overcome. Oh shit. (laughs) Five. And there's an explosion of steam everywhere. Yup, as your arm goes flying away from you. Oh, wait. (laughs) She just topped your arm off. Fuck. Oh. Deserved that. Pop-Tart, your best friend just got his arm chopped off. I am so pissed. <laughs> and Fliberty Gibbets is gone, so let's remove that pod. So my house is gone, my arm is gone. Au revoir. I have that dragon spirit, and if he's going to have his life flash before his eyes briefly, this would be a time to use that. What, what does this moment of insight bring you? What would they have me do next? Amorphous dragon god who permeates my being. They would have you live. Okay, you're helpful, smartass. Because you can't die. That's useful. You are immortal. Do not fear. Do not hold fear. Nothing can kill you. I want her to meet me body to body and face to face. Because surely a Rorialis' greatest warrior wouldn't fight from a distance like a coward. That I'm the one that she wants. She agrees with you. As a sword runs through your stomach, out the other side, and you feel so much pain that it's difficult to stay conscious or focus. And she flies away with you and Pop-Tart into the fire plains. Ah... That didn't work. She's just taking you two away. What can I do in this situation? Not much. We fucked up bad, and we kind of just need to deal with that. My best friend just had a sword put through his stomach. Pop-Tart? Pop-Tart, I'll be fine. (laughs) You have better things to do right now. No, I don't. Yuria and Harbinger are still in danger. Hope he's fine. Okay. I'm going to turn to Pan and tell him, I believe in you. 
and then hop to the pumpkin patch as fast as I possibly can. Goodbye, dragon. And she drops you into a volcano. That seems like a bad decision, but I trust her process. Then her second action is to slice the volcano with her sword, and a magical blast comes through with it, and the mountain collapses on top of you. Dramatic much? Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Who are you again? Good question. It's been a while. <laughs> it has it has been a little while. Uh, I'm Gnome. I'm your Overlord player. I'm Chloe. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Playing as Pan. The last we saw of Friar Pan, the High Doric Priest Knight Angelic General of Royalis defeated you in combat. Yeah, and it was cool. Um, <laughs> see, thinking about it again, that probably wasn't the best decision to make, but it made up for the fact that I didn't do anything for like two or three sessions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how that works. I, I mean, kinda. She took <laughs> off your arm and like destroyed you and stabbed you through the chest and you didn't hit her a single time in retaliation. It was hard. And you blacked out from the pain even before she dropped you in a volcano and then collapsed the volcano on top yeah. of you. Surprised she didn't really think about that one more. Like, it's not the worst thing that could happen. You don't know how much later it is when you wake up. Uh-huh. You feel immense heat and pressure. You cannot see. You cannot move. Every part of you is being crushed. Yeah. You've been trapped in a terrible prison of molten rock. Great. What do you do? Well, I deserve this. I let everyone down. All my friends are probably saving the world without me and probably doing a better job. So probably just chill here for a second right it's probably yeah. fine it's probably fine yeah um can i like access any of my belongings or am i like full mummy i think you're actually like strong enough that you can clear out a, a, a cup you can like move but like it's very slow because like you are in a liquid oh, but right. it is rock yeah. it is very heavy liquid okay can I, can I, like, open my it's eyes? very <laughs> slow movement. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't see anything, <laughs> but... Uh, I'll just white hot magma, right? Um, well, we got that. Okay, let's go through our inventory. Uh, you don't have a lot, if I remember. I don't have a lot. I think you have even less, considering most of it's on fire. Most of it is on fire. So I forgot half of Friar Pan's inventory was less gear and more innate qualities that he just has so it's kind of hard to lose most of it except maybe the food those are gone or that's gone. they're charcoal yeah that's gone. okay <laughs> zero <laughs> uses gone. uh i already used my dragon spirit when i before i got fucked up by a knight so i don't have use of that um becoming hotter probably wouldn't be that useful in this situation maybe it'll make me move faster i don't know I don't know if applying more heat will do anything at this point. Oh, duh. Earthfriend. I can make a... At least you can, like, have some space to chill out if the molten rock, like, moves out of the way and calms down for a second. Yeah, that seems reasonable. The earth owes me a solid for this. Do you have dice? I wasn't expecting to roll dice today. Um, 
I have dice if you if we want to roll your speak softly. Yeah. Okay, so I rolled a seven. Yes. So that means you get to ask two questions from the list. So the earth out of the way so I can have some ankle space. Curl the up, earth kick back. moves around to give you like a bubble. Yeah. Cool. This is great. This is where I live now. This is my house. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, it is, you can see, it's molten, molten rock. Yeah. I am Friar Pan, and I live in a hole. <laughs> you are completely naked with nothing except <laughs> <Wait>. for a... <laughs> you, you, you're the one who said it. I can't be, I held, am a, one who I said can't be it. held accountable for this development. No, <laughs> you're in a molten fire, Craig, yeah. and only you are fireproof. Got We've it. established many times your problems with your clothes catching fire. I just dick out? <laughs> Pretty much. You Great. have nothing with you except for a little scale-bound book. Write that thing. Well, I'm not going to describe Friar Pan's penis, so we don't need to... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You went there! We could have left him with I like was a... just going to have you just be anime naked. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like constantly bathing, so he's like always waist-high. It's just that works. That works. Sure. <laughs> why not? If you'd like, you can ask a question of the Earth as well, or you can just hold on to that for later. Uh, where the hell are we again? Uh, you are in the fire plane. Cool. Like how many how many meters down? About. Be like near the That's top. A good question. In the bottom. In the middle. You are. 80 meters beneath the surface. Great. Did you just, like, Google that? I just rolled the dice, yeah. (laughs) Just making sure. You can read that book. You could read that book. And I don't know what you put in this book. Yeah, only I know what I put in this book. Welcome to Fellowship's Command Lore. Um, yeah. Clove gets to tell me about dragons now. It's story time. So, it appears to be a diary. It's clearly been read over by someone it's been opened since it was originally used presumably by trouble who had no right to snoop in someone's personal dealings but i do because we're related i guess it's fine so the first entry winter one the new brood is rising I'm sure Utopia has felt them stirring. The tides are changing, as she would say. To think we are meant to be equals. A cruel beast fate is. Winter 24. Calling this a resistance would be charitable. The elves are more audacious than I would have imagined. What spurred them to believe we could be stopped? How adorable, but yet, how interesting. Someone has decided to play a different part. Why not humor them for once? Winter 30 I've seen every war machine and machination the elves have dreamt of, but never quite something so inept. There are no spears, no arrows, no fearful cries for mercy. Only one man, no larger than my smallest claw, stood upon the crest of a hill, wind rushing over the dry brush and frosted hills of early winter. 
He asked me with a resolve of word far greater than his puny body. Why, O oh great dragon, at the end of times, do you have a reason? And I told him the truth. There is no reason your lungs draw breath. So there will be no reason if they stop. Winter, 38. Do you have a name? He asked me. His voice was clear and curious. I am what you call me, I explained. I am your apocalypse. Is that what you call yourself, though? I didn't know the answer. So I asked him in return. His name was Saffron. Winter 49. At this point, I believe my role would be to travel this sad little world, informing the mortal realm of my return. But the brood will wake on its own. And he would be waiting there on the hill for me, just as dusk fell over the hills. My body coiled round that little knoll he had chosen, and he asked me questions. No one had ever asked me questions. I never knew a mortal who cared. Quite the opposite, he told me. The elves fear the end but the dwarves had accepted it with solemn grace. Have they always felt that way? I asked. Why, of course! He took a sip of his tea. Have you never heard them praise you? I've never been one to listen to mortals, I explained. They've never listened to me, now have they? <laughs> I suppose not, he laughed. But isn't it easier than you expected? Winter 73 are you not an elf? I asked him, as the snow was growing thinner. I am an elf in body, but the dwarves have my mind, Saffron spoke as he brewed tea for us in his cauldron. They gave me a new name, a new life. I'm much happier with them. I gazed at his strange little body as he stirred. What they call you, and what they call what you call yourself, Saffron. The dwarves believe that we should thank the earth, the harvest, our meals. So we thank them with our names. He poured his own cup before gesturing me to lap at the cauldron. Do you see those flowers poking up through the last pieces of winter? He snatched a little bud from the ground and held it to my eyes. The crocus apocalypse only blooms when winter has laid the earth barren. His graceful little hands plucked away pieces so fine I could barely see them. And this, he held up the little red threads between his fingers, is saffron. It's not much on its own but it lets us fill our food with flavor, fill our world with life. That's an awful lot of work for a bit of flavor, isn't it? Well, we don't live forever. What's the harm in making our time a little more enjoyable? Winter 89 I'm impressed by you, strange little man, I whispered, his arm resting across my brow. You will die any day now, and here you are, arms around your killer. Saffron looked back at me with that same quiet smile of confidence. It was in that smile he asked me, Now, why would you kill me? The ground shook with my racing heart. I knew he would feel the heat building around us. It is all I meant to do, Saffron. But what you're doing right now... He ran his hand through my mane, drawing closer into my ear. Couldn't this be what you're meant to do? Spring, 11. You never did tell me your name, the name you call yourself, he asked one evening, lying his back upon my own, our manes running together. I grumbled to him. 
I didn't give that much thought, did I? Well then, Saffron laughed in that warm clamor I'd already grown fond of. Let's think of one then. You don't really destroy everything now, do you? He leaned over my brow and looked directly into one of my eyes. The brightness in his disposition was almost blinding this close. What do you mean? I asked. The world is still here, isn't it? You're only here to give us another chance. Chance to try again. My, air, my eyes narrowed at him. I'm being serious, you know. That's what the dwarves think of you. He straightened up his gaze to look at the horizon with me. This was our golden hour, as the sun fell behind the endless line. Like a new day. Life would be awfully boring if night didn't give us a chance to reflect on it, you know? I never gave much thought to what mortals thought of dusk falling. I only see them run in fear to their homes. They fear the night. Dusk, Saffron mumbled to himself where I could not see him. <laughs> Why, that's perfect, isn't it? Dusk, I let loose the low grumble that rose into an uproar that rang across the countryside. Dusk, dusk, she'll hate that. That's brilliant. But as you read those words, dusk, dusk, the name rings through your memory. You feel like you've heard it before. And then there's suddenly a very loud noise very close by, like an explosion. Uh, well, I mean... And your volcano little room starts, like, dripping in on you. Oh, not the worst thing that could happen. And as it starts to fall apart around you, it eventually collapses in on you. And then you hear... You hear a whirring noise, and it's getting closer and closer. Um... So probably want to avoid that, huh? It seems... Bad to be in the way of that. I'm gonna use Blessing of Strength. Okay. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's that look like? Are you just, like, smashing out? Yeah. Gonna swim the fuck away. You you go away from the noise. Go away from the noise. Like, I, I know which direction is up now, so I can kind of start working my way that way. Okay. You start heading up, and you find the surface much sooner than you thought you would. <laughs> look at them apples. You break out into a tunnel. A tunnel in the molten rock, very similar to the bubble you yourself had made. And it's like, slowly, the walls are like slowly oozing down, but there's like this weird metal lattice that's holding the tunnel open. Yes. And you can hear, um, from one direction, you hear the drilling is now getting further away from you. Mm -hmm. And the other direction is still tunnel. Great. So, kind of... Get out of here. Just walk. You run out. <laughs> go, go the opposite direction of the noise. Yeah. Uh, you slowly head up the tunnel. Up and up and up. You exit the tunnel to find yourself standing on the edge of a collapsed volcano. Yes. And you are overlooking the fire plains and it is the black of night. Above you are stars and below you is... A black field, as far as the eye can see, laced with glowing red. Occasional spouts of fire and steam <laughs> erupt from the land around you. 
hmm. in pretty much every direction you care to look. So time to take my naked ass and start walking. <laughs> you find also that there is a small camp here. There is a little metal box. Well, it's not that little. It's like a there's like a strong chest about it, like big enough that a person could fit in it. Not you. A yeah. person smaller than you could fit in it. Gotta qualify because um, you know yeah. I would have tried. <laughs> you are a very big person, um, and next to the trunk is like just like a basic research station, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, some like two metal walls with a canopy covering. Um, with some kind of coating on it. Yes. Correct. And a little table with some notes and documents on it. Mm. Held down by paperweights. Well, I'd love to check it out, but I'm not sure how welcome a large naked man would be. Well, there's no one there right now. Well, it's going to be a scene no matter what I do, so might as well. Clearly, if they're they're here. They have to have fireproof spare clothing that won't fit someone this size. That's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Let's go. Let's go investigate. Let's have a party. Okay. You head on over to investigate. Uh, what do you feel like checking out first? Um, let's go through those notes. Let's make sure we're not dealing with some, like. Maybe it's just like a wee little archaeologist's granny or something, and it's harmless. <laughs> I think that'd be nice. Uh, you see what look to be seismograph recordings, along with some notes on uh, different locations. Like, there's some sort of grid system involved that you don't understand the nature of. Mm-hmm. And some coordinates are listed. And it talks about um, this, this volcano being destroyed overnight five days ago. I mean, that's fun. So, they're researching that, then they'd probably want to pay, like, top dollar and or food to talk to the one who did it is a strong word. Had it happened to you, Had maybe? it happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a good image for, like, what what this event was. Just <laughs> You're unconscious when it happened, yeah. <laughs> do I get to know? <laughs> no, I'm not sure you do. Cool, okay. Um, There's someone trying to figure out why this volcano exploded, and they're here, and they probably own some sort of drilling machine that you ran away from. That would make sense. So clearly I need to like chill out and eat their food and use their bed and wait for them to come back, right? Yeah, it makes sense. That's how this works. Who wouldn't want to welcome a large, handsome man in the middle of a lava desert into their tent? So while you're thinking all these thoughts and such, um, you go to... Are you going to, like, investigate the strong chest or just head to bed? Or I'm, I'm going to use their bed. <laughs> we're, okay. we're going full Pokemon on this. We're just going to walk into someone's house and use their bed and then think about them <laughs> while we're using their bed. You lie down in the bed. Great. <laughs> we we open up the, the Elder Scrolls-style wait-six-hours menu. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And several hours later, you can hear um, the machine coming back. 
and it comes back out of the tunnel, the same one it entered. And it is basically a drill tank. And it parks next to the tent, and someone gets out. You can see them... You can hear them coming and see them coming before anything else. What would you like to do? I mean, I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> that blanket's the only thing covering you. That too. We can we can see how this situation evolves. I'm sure I can handle it if it goes wrong. It's fine. It's fine. This it is, is fine. It's I'm a minor, sure it's great. It's minor crimes. Crimes out of necessity. Freedom to roam, you know? So the woman enters her tent. She doesn't see you immediately. She immediately goes to her notes. And, like, she starts playing with a little gizmo that she has attached to it. And she she starts just talking to herself. She's like, oh, Dotsie, I thought for sure that there was something in there, but it was just... It started going in circles. Couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything. And, and, and... And then she sees you. Um, she is a tall, robotic woman, okay. clearly an orc. She has multiple tubes coming out of where you would expect a mouth to be that connect from the front of her face to, like, the base of her neck. Got it. And she wears a long lab coat and has four arms. Uh-huh. Thin, metallic arms with very spindly fingers. For doing octopus things. Um. <laughs> uh. Hey. Hello. I'm here. Uh. Sorry, I used your bed. Just let myself out of the mountain over there. Um, I am not naked by choice. It's by circumstance. I'm very antibacterial. Shotzi, how long was this person here? And the storage chest that you had avoided stands up. Oh, well, glad we avoided that. And like, a pair of le- like, not even a pair. A dozen legs sprout at the bottom like centipede legs. Yeah. One mimic fantasy. Yeah. Hello, my name is Wrath. Uh. Who are you? And how are you. here? I don't really know. I just sort of got dropped in a mountain by a very angry, scary wing lady. And I made a noble sacrifice, but it didn't really pay off, and so I got my... Wait, what? Oh, and it's in this moment that Pan re- remembers he is missing one of his arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole time, I I think I mentioned it at the top, but yeah, you have been one-arm style. I don't remember which arm is missing. I think that's up to you, really. Yeah, it really just depends on the framing of the scene. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody will notice. <laughs> Whatever makes the composition better, you know? Right. Oh. Oh, I see. You're missing an arm. I could help with that. Would you, uh... Let's go back to my lab. Um... I don't... I don't fuck with that. <laughs> Doxy, restrain him. Thank you, but no thank you. Um, okay, I don't want to break your nice things, but, like... Your personal personal space, personal space. Per- just don't touch, don't touch it, don't touch me. Okay. Well, as you're saying all of that after after the doctor's command, Doxy, the little the little storage chest, opens up all 
and all of it's it's basically full of writhing little tendrils. Oh, um, that are cords. No. And a bunch of them wrap up around you, and it pulls you inside of its box. Bad. No. You don't quite fit, as we talked yeah. before. <laughs> before. <laughs> You're gonna need to rethink this plan, lady. But now I can walk around with you fully restrained. Um, do I have anything for this? Oh, can I? Wait, no. I feel like lives in a shoe will make the situation worse. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. I mean. You feel like you are strong enough that you could, like, break these cords. I mean, I don't want to break my new friend's nice things, but I very much established my boundaries, and they were broken immediately, so I'm breaking this new friend's nice things. Without hesitation. Okay. Yeah, um, because you have strength of a thousand, so you can actually just, like, pick up the mimic. So, as I was saying, I got thrown into that mountain, and... The norm thing's fine. Uh, got some spooky ghosts happening. So right now I'm imagining this like you're fully restrained, like you're all wrapped up, but you're just standing up and Doxy's legs are just wailing and flailing yeah, in the like, air. Okay, it can't so, walk with you. It's like, I got this arm thing all checked out, but I need, need a ride out of this flaming hellscape. I mean, I probably can manage on my own. It's, it's a long walk. Uh, if I will show myself out, I am... I'm. Thank you for the bed. You're 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 great. You're great hostess. Wonderful. Goodbye. And then he starts walking, <laughs> walking through the door. Okay then. Um, and I think she's actually just gonna attack you. Okay. <laughs> Fire Pan, the king of de-escalation. Yeah. Um. Cause you're a prime specimen, and she would like to keep you. Let me reframe this in the context of the rules. Um, as you start to leave, she, like, reaches a, one of her hands up to your neck, and she tries to basically, like, stab you with her fingers. Ooh! Bad! Um, and I don't know what you're gonna do about that, so why don't you tell me? Did I, did I get to recover anything? Oh, no, you're still, like, all of your stats are damaged except one. I thought you got to tell me about oh. the recover one, and we didn't actually establish which one I recovered. <laughs> Yes. All of your stats are damaged because you got destroyed, but you have healed since then because of time. So, so you can have one stat back of your choice for this fight. I'm going to heal up blood because that seems like the most applicable. And, okay. uh, use, uh, listen here, you little punk, just to fucking yell at her. Because if I've learned anything about being a dragon, sometimes you just need to talk loudly and that's most of the job. Do you have dice or am I rolling for you still? You're rolling for me. I don't want to open roll 20. No, that's fine. Alright, and your blood is plus two? Blood is plus two. You got a nine. So much blood. So much blood. Okay. They can't ask favor of me till they've done what I asked them. So I'm gonna just say, get this ugly mimic shit off of me. I'm just trying to leave. I can pay you back for the bed. I didn't think I did anything to it. If anything, I just warmed your sheets up. You should be thanking me. Okay, so she cuts your face. Oh, well, yeah, that's... Because that's... you didn't do anything to stop the attack in any way. That's fair. <laughs> but you do start yelling at her. Yeah. But now there's, like, cool steam erupting from my face. It's like, yeah! I'm fucking cool. And she... Okay, so so your your terms are you want to... Put, put me down, I want to leave. 
Yes. On your terms, pretty much. Okay. She'll grant you those um, if you'll if you'll let her research you. I just want to know what you are. Okay. What's going on with you? No probes. None of that. You can just poke at. We can like poke at it with a stick. Get a scalpel in there. It's fine. We've so far been a little unclear about how much you can mess this body up before it becomes a problem. <laughs> but anything that you do probably can't be worse than this. And he points to the arm with the other. But you ain't messing with that. That's mine to deal with. I'm gonna figure that out on my own. I can fix it. Probably not. Uh, you don't know how this body works, and you don't make any assumptions about it. I've been working on half orcs for so long. I've been trying to make that a thing. I I can get you a new arm. That's easy. Listen, half orc. That's fine. That's that's orc and just like normie flesh. That's one thing. This ain't normie flesh. This is some. I'm learning more god-level thing, probably don't want to mess with it. Could explode in your face. I have been known to literally explode in people's faces. This is a trend. I do not want to incur that on you. I I have orc friends. Or, sorry. I have friends with orc equipment. And they have informed me that what, steam don't do good for orc shit. I don't want to do that to you because you've been such a great host. Really wonderful. What does that mean? Friends with orc. Oh, see, every time I mention someone's name, I get in trouble. Uh, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yuria Blood Tongue? Yeah, we're tight. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I see. How's Yuria doing these days? Um. And she starts walking back towards the tank and snaps her fingers, and Doxy lets you go. So, like, last time I saw her, she could have died. I don't know. Um. Well, that would be tragic. I also almost died. As you saw, I, I did almost die. Uh, which is why I want to leave, so I can go rejoin Iria and friends and company. Um, and also... See, I mentioned this last time, so I know I probably shouldn't mention it this time, but I want to see what happens if I mention it this time. Oh? <laughs> I'm genuinely as a player with her not to bring this up again. She has this... Wrath has quickly discovered that letting you talk is the easiest way to, to, to make this work. So she's just going to listen intently. Dr. Chaos and me are on great terms. Totally no bad blood there. Do you have blood? I don't, I don't know, like, what the hydraulic... Like, are you hydraulic? I don't... Why do I know that word? Um, why... Why do you know that word, actually? <laughs> <laughs> Yuria probably used Char it. The character inconsistencies. Um, no, I know how you know this word. <laughs> because the robot in your stupid love book he runs on hydraulics. Oh, boy. And he's got some hydraulics. <laughs> Pump action. Uh, uh, again, I don't know if I should keep talking. Do I need to keep talking? Isn't that like a rule in some places where you don't need to be be talking if someone's holding you hostage. Right? So it's not like a legal situation, it's more of like a one-on-one -on -one deal. I guess no rules apply because we're out in the middle of a wasteland and nobody will find us if one of us is dead. So, 
Ah. Would you like a ride? And she gestures to the passenger seat on the tank. I mean, again, no funny business. We're clear, no probes. Where were you planning to meet Yuria? I've been looking for her. See, that's ominous. Is that just the way you? Is this just how you talk? I don't know. I can't. I'm not really a good judge of character. Has been something I've been learning. Um, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm okay walking. Like I got these great legs. Um, do you have spare fabric of any kind? <laughs> um, I'm just gonna like, go back and borrow the bed sheets. I don't know why you you why do you have a bed? Do you, I I really don't know anything about orcs, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we do sleep if that's what you're asking. Do you have like? Do you know when something's like like? Would it matter if you just had a like a slab, like a coffin, just dig a hole, like you just stand upright? I mean, I enjoy comfortable things. Oh, see now you now I know you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> Pan is a fucking child. <laughs> uh, I, hope, I hope you weren't ready for an entire session of me just going. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know what? I'm gonna take you up on that ride, because I'm dying, and probably should not walk across a desert, even though I'm like, like 80-90% sure I might be immortal or something, but it's not really that important yet. You did I didn't tell you that, it's fine. Do you need food? That'd be nice. I mean, it doesn't. Let's get you some food. Wonderful. Doxy, pack up! And the mimic opens up, and all the little tendrils go out, and they just grab the metal walls and the desk and the bed and pull them inside and pack up. And Doxy is now twice as big as they were a second ago. When you're using that for constructive things, it's, like, actually pretty cool. Like, you don't gotta use it for the other stuff. And then Doxy hops on the back of the tank, where there's, like, a little slot for her. What's that short for? Doxy. Uh, D0X1. I don't get it. She is a deception model designed to blend in anywhere. Oh, I was thinking, like, box, but spelled wrong. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Orc names work the opposite. We have taken names because we were given codes and not born with names. I am R478H, also known as Wrath these days. Badass. And she's she's talking to you as her tanks just chugs up and and then it starts rolling over the desert with this giant drill part in front of it. So I think then you probably just babble all the way back to the uh, to the lab. Absolutely. And it feels like you're not keeping many secrets, so... <laughs> I'm not sure I know what that word means. Yeah, at this point, it feels... goofy. What's wrong with that? So I'm thinking that by the time you guys get to the lab, like, three hours later... Yes. Uh, it's probably... You've, like, told her the entire story of the campaign. I mean, sure, if you, let's just do it that way, because it's more fun. 
I mean, it's up to you if you don't want that to be the case, but I feel like that's where this is heading. I think, well, he had to start at the beginning, so we're like, only get up to Pan and Pop-Tart about to leave the monastery, where he's just recounting his entire childhood up okay, until that point. Okay, that's also fair. <laughs> I mean, she's going to specifically ask you about, okay, well, what about the part where you met Yuria? Yeah. I don't know. Just some lady. She's like the other kind of panda. And they call my mom's pandas, even though that's not what they like to be called, and I frankly take offense to that. I think that's disrespectful. I'll make a note of that. The dwarves don't like to be called pandas. Thank you. Anyway, where are we? We're at my lab. Which is like where like where though? Like Uh so in the middle of the fireplace. It's basically this big, round, like, drum-shaped building with a couple of chimneys sticking out of the middle and the sides. That's fun. And a a lot of pipe work going from the sides into the earth that are, like, pumping up magma. Hmm. Okay. Got it. And she leads you in through this big front gate. Yeah, so like how how high is the security here? Um uh, well Like can I like leave? There's just me and Doxy really. Okay, so that's perfectly that's perfectly trustworthy. As the gate closes behind you above. Uh, so she is going to lead you she's gonna go park the tank in her garage with the other like seven vehicles she has. Which are other different cool shaped things for different purposes and such. Nothing nothing says high fantasy adventure like parking garage. Yes, a parking garage full of cool vehicles. And then she takes you to... Her other parking garage. Her other parking garage. No, <laughs> I think... I think she's just gonna actually take you to, like, the kitchen. Which is not very well stocked because yeah. orcs don't eat much food. Again, like, I'm confused by the rules. You don't eat much food, but you also also like nice beds. Okay. That's confusing to me. What's confusing to me is that you think steam bosom is literature. Got it. I mean, I read other books. I read plenty of other books. I know things. Damn it. Do you now? Yeah. I know where things are in the world, and where things in history happen, and why, and other nouns. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do, Friarpan. I'm sure you do. I had a very rigorous monastic education, and I was the top of my class of two. <laughs> Well, would you like to learn a little bit about orcs? Not really. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of here, cause and I, I like died and then didn't and then you were the first live living living. Is that the right word? Probably shouldn't be asking that out loud. There are definitely dead orcs, so I would say that I'm alive. Yeah, right. I should know that. Her eyes narrow when you say that. Don't worry about it. Um, so, you want to do like a, a blood work? What, 
what's the deal here? I'm not really, I don't really have blood, so... If you don't want me to tear you open and see what you're made of, tell me where Yuria is, and we can just go see her instead. I mean, I'm kind of curious at this point what tearing me open would actually do, because that's happened like two or three times. Hmm. There would basically be no harm, no foul for tearing me open. Oh, that just sounds like an invitation. Yeah, kinda? I'm, at this point, I'm a little bit curious, too. Jesus, are we gonna go to, like, a biopsy scene? I mean... <laughs> are we gonna cut fryer pan open on the table? Why not? You gotta push your limits. If he's actually immortal, then it's fine. Again, unclear, like, how his body chemistry works. We're really not sure how Fryer Pan punk functions as a biological organism, or if he can be legally considered one. So why not have at it? Why not subject yourself to grievous violations of your bodily privacy for the sake of science and nihilistic curiosity? <laughs> Alright! Sure! This wasn't what I expected when the session started in the slightest! <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone at home. This is just where we're going. This is just where we're going, I guess. This is where we're going. And you can't take us in a different direction. You just have to come along. Or you can stop listening. I'd prefer if you didn't, but Jesus Christ, this, um... Maybe you just got to your train stop and you do have to stop listening. In that case, boy, do you have something great when you're getting off work. Here's what Friar Pan's heart looks like in gruesome detail. Yeah, I don't want to do that, though. God, this'll be like the stupidest use of a fade to black. We fade to black three hours later. Wow, we learned so much cutting you open. Yeah, and we're not <laughs> going to explain any of it. Because we did uh, not plan for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think what would happen is that she tries to cut him open, and, and he wasn't joking about the fact that he just kind of explodes. <laughs> Explodes into a burst of steam. Yeah, yeah like the body eventually true. comes back together, but it's like there's nothing in there. Right. There's no contents. It's just kind of a balloon, and like this, the whole seal over and like eventually grow back. Does he have like a tiny arm growing back yet? Mm -mm. Don't want to think about that. Uh, I was thinking it'd just be a stump, but Jesus, is a tiny arm growing back, Pam? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like. You have, he didn't, like, bandage it at all. We'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll worry about that as a, at a later date. Uh, anyway, that's how I'm imagining the biopsy goes. Is that uh, it's not really a biopsy if, again, it's unclear if you're a biological organism. Yeah, so after the big burst of steam, I think she is going to, like, try and reach inside you because she can't see inside you. And find it's nothing but hot. Yeah, fryer pan is basically a bag of dust, but the dust is hot water. Fucked up but true. That makes them all pillowy and soft. It's like great, great to lay your head against. Really warm, pliable. Well, the good mad scientist has no purpose for you anymore. You have completely failed at everything she was hoping for. Thank you. It was wonderful meeting you. She'll get you a pair of pants and send you on your way. Just a pair of pants? Trust me, you don't need more. Got it. If you'd like to change your mind about where Yuria is... Um, I'll let her know you called. Do you have a message? I'll be your singing telegram. Tell her I'm looking for her. She knows where to find me. 
Okay, well, that's ominous. Um, you've been great, again. I'm glad we could learn a lot about each other's mechanical and biological functioning. Am I geological functioning? We'll have to ask these questions later. We just might. Maybe. Um... Ideally, I'll never see you again. Goodbye. Same. Bye. And she slams her fancy metal gate in your face. <laughs> God, we got a lot done today. Feeling good. Um, which direction is the Column City? <laughs> yeah, I Where don't going? think you'd have any idea. Mm, do I have to knock on the door again and just kind of like, hey, do you have like a map or something? <laughs> it's fine. Or like a shirt. I I don't know why you also didn't want me to wear a shirt. Nobody seems to want me to wear shirts. I don't know what it is. Like, why can't I wear shirts? I could give you directions if you're telling me where you're going. I am... Oh, I I see what you're doing. (laughs) I see through you. Um, I, I got that all worked out. Well... Worst case situation, I wander in a completely incorrect direction and end up further from my place that I wanted to go. Which, it's not really the worst thing that could happen. They'll probably be fine if I get horribly lost. No no amount of logical storytelling says I should just get more lost. And you'll probably send me in the direction of the Column City anyway if I decide I don't want to ask for directions. (laughs) Um... (laughs) No, I can think of, like, three other places you could get lost in. Whoo! I'll roll a die. Oh boy, um... See, in an effort to be a good friend to Yuria for once, I am not going to point this clearly badly intentioned person towards her. She has dealt with enough, we don't need that extra variable. This is probably... No, no, this this is absolutely the nicest thing you have done for Yuria this whole campaign. I mean, you did save her life at one time also, but... At one time. At one time. Pan has done a lot of things that if you, like, go back a couple of layers, you could say that they're well-intentioned. But when you go back to the immediate, they're usually not. (laughs) Yeah. This is, like, the first time he's thinking about someone other than himself in a direct fashion, like, beyond the immediate. Yes. So, I'm gonna get really goddamn lost. Alright. Woo! Sounds good. Um, let's go, um, I don't know, let's go be a pirate. We'll have a, we'll have a fun adventure, whatever way the wind takes me. And all I know is that I have no shirt and one arm. Yeah, as you're walking through the desert, you read the rest of that diary. He's reading it while he walks. Spring 15. Utopia always told her halflings to keep the mortals where they cannot change you, to hold them at a distance. But I am not one of her halflings, am I? I have followed those rules for aeons. And who is she to tell me? How close I'm allowed to be to the only creature in existence who has asked me what I'd like my name to be. Summer 5 When I last saw him, He said words I never understood the meaning of. But it's been almost a whole season since I felt his hands running down my body. His eyes, those golden little pearls which he'd used to try to know me. The brood is becoming impatient. 
while I know he had accepted what my existence meant to the world, I cannot bear to bring the end of this day without knowing he is safe. Autumn, 87. Why can't fate just let me rot on this hill? Why would it let me feel known, only to feel forgotten? I'm bored of these questions already, and I have all eternity to ponder them. I believed I could love. I believed I could be different. And if only to see that smile a day longer. What a foolish, sad monster I am. But this name is mine. I know my purpose. I am dusk. I am the burning sun on that great line across the world. And the other monster with which I share this miserable star. <laughs> she cannot take my name away from me. And that's the last page. I got a lot of time to myself to think about some things, huh? I am going to roll this die. If I get a six, you will make it to the Column City for next session. Got it. Ugh. A one through five are other locations. I rolled a six. Tan's a lucky son of a bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> um. Alright, perfect. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I get for my good actions. I get good karma. It's true. I was a good boy, and the good boys only go in the right direction. For the first time all campaign, Pan was rewarded for doing a good deed. What did we learn? Nothing.